You watch those nature documentaries on the cable? Yeah. You see the one about lions? Yeah. Look at this lion. He's the king of the jungle. Huge mane out there. He's laying down under a tree in the middle of Africa. He's so big. He's so hot. He doesn't want to move. Now, the little lion cubs, they start messing with him. Biting his tail, biting his ears. He doesn't do anything. The lioness, she starts messing with him. Coming over, making trouble. Still, nothing. Now, the other animals, they notice this. And they start to move in. The jackals. Hyenas. They're barking at him, laughing at him. They nip his toes and eat the food that's in his domain. They do this, and they get closer and closer and bolder and bolder, till one day, that lion gets up and tears the shit out of everybody, runs like the wind, eats everything in his path. Because every once in a while, the lion has to show the jackals who he is. Welcome to the Summer of Solo, the 2018 breakdown of the summer movies and shows currently on television and streaming services. You have reached the Monday Morning Critic, and I am so happy to be talking to you now. I'm going to say it's been a while since I've been behind the microphone, not for laziness or any other reason. Simply, I was donning my hat as a producer, and I've been booking guests nonstop for the last two weeks. I mean, and I'm still going back and forth with some people trying to find a common date, compiling one of the most impressive lists I've ever seen. Um, so yeah, I, I apologize for my extended absence and not pumping out some thought-provoking and wonderful episodes that'll make you laugh and are, are certainly interesting, but you know, just it's too much time away, but I, I can assure you it's all for for a good reason. The other huge endeavor that I'm, I'm taking and that I'm just going to go forward with very soon is the podcast All Life is Precious podcast. It is the sister podcast of the Monday Morning Critic. It is a podcast that strictly focuses on The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, anything related to that universe. Right, and, and and mainly we're going to pick apart episode by episode. So that has been slow to launch, not because of lack of content. Again, I'm trying to make for for the first episode. The second episode is done. The first episode is the one I'm trying to kind of take my time with and find a time that the guest I've asked and I can find a mutual date to just record it. So. There's just a lot going on. Like it's, it's. I'm very excited for both. I'm so psyched. Like, yeah, the artwork I've had made and and, and the ideas that I have, um, I'm beyond thrilled with. So, yeah, it's the guests. The, the last two weeks, I have been consumed with getting the All Life Is Precious podcast right, and I have been literally. If if, if this show was like you know as big as Howard Stern. Or as big as some of the, you know, like a Joe Rogan podcast, I would have somebody that's a producer scheduling these interviews. And it has consumed my time. And in a good way, like this is a challenge that I love, right? So it's like the same kind of challenge I get, like running, going to the gym, and I feel good after I'm done. These are great challenges. I've 
and, and, and it's not all of my guests. A lot of it's me tr trying to find time to get these wonderful guests that I that I have. I have a few that are recorded. We're going to get those out. I'm just completely psyched about what the future holds. And, you know, I, I'm not going to use, you know, very rarely do I have an episode like this where we can just, you know, shoot the shit, talk about the movies that are coming out this summer, talk about television shows and, and the goings on. You know, I, I do mention it, but most of the time on the Monday Morning Critic, we are interviewing, you know, I we will talk everything that's you know, related to movies, television, streaming, all that other fun stuff. But it's usually done um, with an interview. So when I get a show like this, I, I kind of like it. I, I don't have to, you know, um, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like just press record and, you know, let my research lead the way. And, you know, we talk about The Walking Dead and I'm not going to, the money more, the whole purpose of starting a separate podcast, the All Life is Precious podcast. And I'm not going to really... I will mention it on my podcast, but it's not going to be the way, a, a, let's say, a, a, a father and a mother talk about two children, right? They're proud of both kids. It's not going to be like that. I will mention it on occasion, but it's going to have its own life. It's going to have its own identity. It's going to have its own um, unique quality to it. And I'm really proud of it. So this is probably the last Walking Dead thing I'm going to say on the show outside the guests I have scheduled. But my goodness, um, today I'm reading that our beloved Rick Grimes is calling it quits after season nine. So that comes out to six episodes. Andrew Lincoln has said he's done. He's done after these six episodes. A large part of me feels that this is a, not a ploy, that's a bad word, um, a strategic way of perhaps getting more money or perhaps extending a contract. Um, and if I'm factually mistaken, then I'm factually mistaken. I've also heard this is Michonne's last you know, year um, or last season. I think the two of them kind of saw what happened with uh, uh, Maggie, who was played by Lauren Cohen. And I think they were worried. I think, you know, they came around and said, you know, um, I, I don't like the way this is playing out and maybe some security needs to be involved. I could be wrong. I mean, I could be way off base. You know, this could be simply Andrew Lincoln saying, I'm done. And it could be Michonne um, uh, Denai saying, I'm done. But it, and if it is the case of them saying done, you know, the, the reaction on, uh, you know, the internet, you know, you know, websites everywhere is, oh my God, the show's been dead for all, all that same bullshit hate I've been reading about The Walking Dead. I, I am beyond fed up with the Star Wars bullshit and the hate. I, I, I'm about to take my head off my show, my, my, my neck and throw it at people. Um, the, the, the sake of hating something for just for the sake of hating it is, uh, whether it's a movie or a show, is ridiculous. But we're going to get to that in a moment. But, you know, if it is, you know, I mean, there's a quote, and, I, and I'm, I'm probably going to butcher this quote. The quote is, it's, it's better to let go too soon than to hang on too long, something along those lines. And if there's a good way for Andrew Lincoln's character to go and, and Michonne, uh, played by Denai, to go, then, then that's good. Like, I don't want them around too long. I love Andrew Lincoln. You know, I, I, I love Denai. I love all these characters, Lauren, Lauren Cohen and... You know, people are like, oh, I don't think that, you know, Norman Reedus can carry this show. Bullshit. Norman Reedus is a fantastic actor. 
The show's going to be great. Obviously, we miss Rick. But the confusing part for me, and, and this is completely why I created a separate podcast, and yet I'm here telling you about the, about the Walking Dead on the podcast. I want to focus on something completely different, but that's okay because I, I just love talking, you know, movies and television. You know, I just, I don't know, I, I, I'm really just, I'm not as upset as I thought I would have been. You know, maybe some of that has to do with we're in fear of the Walking Dead season and, you know, um, the Walking Dead has come and gone and I'm not really completely focused on that. But I don't know. I just, the show is built to last. I think it had a great last season. Um, I certainly believe that um, Norman Reedus can lead. And I think the show has a lot of life in it. Um, But I don't know. I just, if they had plans, and this is the one thing I can't get rid of in my mind. If they had plans, and, and and Lincoln leaving could not have been a surprise to people close to the show. I'm not buying that that people were taken back that are close to the show. They had to know this. Then why kill Carl? Like, wouldn't you? I mean, Chandler Riggs is all for staying in this thing for the long run, as evident by the comments that Chandler Riggs's dad made. So there, he's certainly in this. You know, Chandler would have been in it for the long run. And if you knew Rick was going, whether it's leaving or dying on the show, why wouldn't you just have, very similarly to the comics, why wouldn't you have Chandler lead the way? So there's a lot of question marks here, and everything that I'm saying is just speculative. Um, what you're seeing on the internet is also speculative. You know, I've, I've, I saw, you know, a while back where Lauren Cohen was, you know, making pilots for ABC, and she's going to leave, and this and that. So before we jump to conclusions, right... Let's just let this thing play out. This is still one of my favorite. It is my favorite show on TV, and you know, let it play out. Let it, you know, let it go. Let it kind of do its thing. And um, yeah, I'm not worried about it. But I'm a little shocked at what I saw today. It was like, whoa, you know. Um, I just have to believe there's better ways to go about things, and um, that's my take on it. I, I think that if it's not a ploy to get an extension or money or maybe some kind of disagreement. Then maybe it's, and like I said, you can comment all you want. You have to wait to see how it plays out. If his death is a death that's, I don't know, cheesy or or just kind of done for the sake of getting rid of him, I think there's going to be, I just think we're in a very sensitive period with the Walking Dead fans where they're not going to put up with just a cheesy death, right? They've been teased with deaths. They've been tricked. They've been kind of played with a little bit. So I think that if Rick and Michonne and whomever are are going to leave the show, I truly hope it's within it's with wonderful writing. It's with a beautiful storyline and I hope it's done gracefully, right? It's 9 seasons, guys. You know, you can't I can name a ton of shows or movies where characters have been around too long. And it's, they lose their, I mean, I know that the term is jump the shark, but they lose their value. They lose their sentimentality. They lose what you love about them, right? Rick is at the point where he's taken a big step in the show as far as being a leader and following his son's last wishes and words. And I don't know. I just think you got to be careful with that. You got to be very careful and, um, you know, speaking in that, and then that's I'll we'll get back to the Walking Dead talk on the All Life Is Precious podcast. Please give me a uh, why I have a chance now. I might as well do this. 
And to reach the Monday Morning Critic, I am on Twitter at MDMCritic. Uh, my Gmail address for Monday Morning Critic is mondaymorningcritic at gmail.com. And on Instagram, it's simply Monday Morning Critic. For the All Life is Precious podcast, it's A-L-I-P podcast on Twitter. It is All Life is Precious podcast at gmail.com. And on Instagram, it is the All Life is Precious podcast. So please reach out, you know, go at times that are convenient for you and check out what's going on on each of those podcasts. So, so this summer, I, I have three months to myself. And I'm going to tell you that, I mean, I have other things going on, but I am devoted to developing this podcast um, more than it has. I, I'm so proud of the direction it's going in. Um, we're developing a website. We're developing, uh, I'm doing some marketing things that I don't want to say too much about because I, you know, I've, I've been stolen from um, a lot, but I'm going to just be very careful on how I say what I want to say. So there's a lot going on that I can't say that I'm very certain that will unfold and it's going to take this podcast to a new place, right? Um, just on the subject of TV, um, Netflix, right? Um, I had Michael uh, Turek on the last show, great guest. Uh, Michael is a is part of season uh, two of Ozark. Uh, I think that's going to be phenomenal. He's recording, uh, he's filming a movie with Gronk. Another great thing. So um, yeah, there's some great shows on Netflix, right? We all know that. We get Stranger Things. We have, I mean, Stranger Things has phenomenal actors, and these are done by adolescent kids. And you know, we have um, Ozark, fantastic acting, and you know, I can go on. Uh, Orange is the New Black, and um, I can go on and on with the great acting we see. And I just finished watching a documentary. It was, it's, it's called. Um, Flint Town. It's about Flint, a city in Michigan, and it's about the police department. It focuses on the police department and partially on the water uh, contamination they've had in, in Flint. And one of the things that is really just it just blows you away is that I want to say there are like a hundred or ninety eight officers in Flint that are responsible for 100,000 people, I want to say. I could, I could be off. It's a phenomenal documentary. And I found lately with Netflix, Netflix and I've been really disappointed. Um, I feel like it's been hit or miss, right? You get wonderful shows like Ozark and um, Stranger Things, Mindhunter, um, Narcos, Crown, The Crown. Oh, my God, just amazing shows that Netflix Netflix has certainly set new ground with, and they're such a pleasure to watch. And then I watch, and I'll just give you an example here, a show that was called, I think it's called Safe, with Michael C. Hall, who played Dexter. And I'm going to tell you, the show's kind of, it's a little captivating, you know, you, you start it, and then I want to say four to six episodes in, you're like, I just don't give a shit anymore. Like, just tell me where the girl is so I can just stop and end this show. It's just, it's it's just horrendous. It's it's very, um, I don't know. It's 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 very difficult to watch. But I really feel like lately Netflix has been you know hit or miss. You know, and I was reading reviews. I mean, not so much with Netflix, but on YouTube uh, with Cobra Kai. Uh, they did a nice job with Cobra Kai for sure. But the acting is just to be very truthful here. I mean. YouTube has done a nice job acquiring a show that, 
you know, the storyline is great. You know, I, I like it. It's, it's, it's to say that it's not good is, is not being fair to the show. It's a great storyline. It's a great show. Um, but one, who the hell wants to subscribe to YouTube Red? I know you, hopefully you get the free month because otherwise it's not worth it. And two, I got to say, like, maybe some things are better left in the past. Like, the acting in, in Cobra Kai is, I don't know. I, I don't want to insult people, but, you know, I watched the first two on YouTube because I think they are they were free. And I'm like, this is great, you know, and, and I'm not mentioning names. But the acting overall was just like, eh, okay, it's okay, you know. You know, it's got a, you know, a B-plus storyline, A-minus storyline. The acting probably rolls in at a B-minus, C-plus, and it's a good show. It's nothing special. I, I, I would certainly not subscribe to YouTube Red to watch this show. Like, if you can find a way to do it for free or a discount or a free trial, I highly recommend that because... Um, I'm not a, I'm not a, a big believer in reboots. While they did a nice job in finding a way where it looks great, the storyline is great, and it makes sense, and it's not a cheesy plot, but the acting, for me personally, was just a little bit, you know, they, people were comparing it to Stranger Things. Cut the shit. Stop. Please. Stranger Things is twice the show, three times the show that Cobra Kai was. Um, people love Cobra Kai because they root for these guys, right? We, we love William Zapko. We love Ralph Macho. We, we pull for them. And I'm not saying they're the bad actors. I'm not saying that. But we pull for those people because they're part of our lives. They're part of nostalgia. They're part of what, what makes, you know, what makes movies awesome, you know, especially those that came out of the 80s. But, you know, the acting with, you know, you, you throw in the other kids and it's just like, oh, all right. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm definitely not buying a subscription to YouTube Red to, to see season two. I'll find another way to hopefully get it for free uh, with a free trial or, or something. But um, that was my thoughts on Cobra Kai. Um, you know, good show. Um, solid B to B minus show. Um, nowhere near, nowhere near the stratosphere of um, Stranger Things. Not even close. They're not even neighbors. They're, they're not even the same town. Stranger Things is a solid A to A-plus show. Uh, Cobra Kai's got a long way to go to be anywhere near Stranger Things. Granted, I know they're different types of shows, but, you know, stop. So I open with The Walking Dead, and I have never seen a fan base turn on itself like in The Walking Dead. You know, I want to say somewhere after season two or three, people just start going on Facebook or the internet or, you know, blogs or podcasts and just blasting the show and talking about how awful it is. I mean, I don't think I've ever blasted the show. I think I've disagreed with it. But but most of all, I think I'm. it's pretty apparent that I love the show. Uh, and it means a lot to me. But I have to say the movie equivalent of that is Star Wars. My God. I don't know if this was sparked by The Last Jedi. Or if it began earlier with The Force Awakens. Or even earlier with the prequels. But I'm going to tell you, and I'm not going to analyze and pick apart Star Wars. I, I am going to pick apart Solo. Um, I went to a theater by my house. They have these, my first experience in these reclining chairs. And holy shit, was it comfortable. You know, you could rest your popcorn. You could put your wallet, your keys, whatever possessions you have. It's almost like um, if you could picture a lazy boy 
with those old school like st- um, student desks where you had like an L shaped uh, where you could put your arm, your books, your notebooks. It's the L shaped you know holder and it's attached to a lazy boy and it's just such a wonderful experience. The 13 to 14, six to seven year olds, the woman decided to bring in that sat across the row from us. Not so much. It's not okay to have children talking during a movie because you felt it was a cool idea to have a birthday party by going to see Solo. That It's not okay. You know, I'm not even so much talking about the price of the ticket, right? So two tickets was probably close to 30 bucks. And then you throw in the cost of a you know a Diet Coke or maybe a small popcorn, whatever. You throw in that, and you're well into $40 or $50. And it's just not adorable. Like, I shouldn't have to get up and say, shh, 16 times during a movie, right? I, I, it's, it's my weekend. This is my way to unfold. This is my way to enjoy my time off. This is my way to unwind. You know, there's, you know, for me, and I've said this a thousand times, um, movies are better for me. And this is me talking. I mean, there's other podcasts that I mentioned previously that have zero care in the world for appreciation for movies or TV. They're just going through the motions, right? But that's not me. Like, I really love this. And when I have, you know, you know, 10 to 12, six-year-olds sitting in the row, but, you know, because you have to buy, it's like buying a um, concert seat or a, you know, a, a ticket to a sporting event. You get a certain seat. You can't just simply get up and move. So when, when these six-year-olds are talking throughout the movie, it completely destroys the experience, right? And I shouldn't have to be the guy that turns to them and goes, shh, like that's what parenting is about, right? And if you can't parent your child effectively in public, then stay in the li- stay in your living room, right? Don't you don't have the right to ruin my movie experience. And I know many of you could be saying right now, yeah, whatever, you know, get a life, you know. No, no, because nobody has that right. Nobody has the right to take away from your enjoyment. Absolutely not. Nobody has that right to shit all over your experience. Granted, I get the age, I get all that, but if you know, if you can't, as a parent, as a guardian, if you can't safely say. I can bring these kids out in public and be totally confident that these kids are going to be focused, well-behaved at the movie, then stay home. Because I'm telling you now, I've been to tons of movies. And I've been near you know kids and adults and families and fathers and mothers where kids have been silent through two and a half hours, not one word. And then I had an experience with like the movie Solo. It didn't ruin the movie for me, luckily, because I had to nonstop say, shh. But after a while, they got the point. You know, I shouldn't have to be a, a, a jerk to six-year-old children, right? And chances are, if you know, and, and the mother was so far down, I, I just wasn't about causing a scene. I shouldn't have to play kindergarten cop for bad parenting at the movie theater. And I think I mentioned before, I've been to rated R movies that were thrillers or, you know, horror movies where there's been, you know, two-year-old kids there. Like, like what, what are we doing? Like, what is going on here? But... You know, I'm very passionate about movies, right? If some, if you went to a sporting event and some idiot is, um, you know, ruining that experience for you by standing the whole time or using obscenities or just ruining that sporting experience for you, or if you're on a plane and somebody's kicking the back of your chair or smells like they haven't showered for a week, no one has that right to ruin your experience. I'm sorry, they just don't.
When it's my time away and it's my time to decompress and enjoy life and enjoy something I'm very passionate about and you can't control your children, keep them home. Sorry. Like, sorry. I'm not, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but like, it's not about money. It's like I've waited. The previews for this movie started before the Super Bowl. Well, that's February. We're now in almost June. And, you know, my goodness. I mean, I had to. I was psyched for this movie for so long. And I, and as soon as these kids started talking, I said, are you kidding? And I got up and I looked and, and the mother's all the way down, you know, her face was in her popcorn and, you know, there's a whole line of kids and, you know, most of them got the point after a while, you know, and it's just, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Um, I'm very passionate about that. I just, if you can't handle yourself at a movie or you know that the people you bring to the movie are probably not movie people. And if that's the case, if you're not movie people, stay home. I mean, that's, you know, this was like, I want to say on a Saturday at 6 p.m. And usually when I go to a movie, it's usually one of the first two showings. So it's very peaceful. There's not many people there. But my God, people, I don't know if they take pleasure in ruining the movie. And, you know, these kids are six. It's not on them. It's on their, it's on their guardians. And these are just kids. But it's like, come on. Like, that's not fair. You know, and it's it's not just kids. You know, I've had older people, people my age, you know, what's going on in the scene and who's that character and did we see that character before? People my age talking through the movie, showing up at the movie hammered. Like, it's just not okay. It's not. You know, you don't, you, it's not okay to ruin somebody else's experience. And I apologize for being repetitive about that, but it just, it infuriates me. You know, there's been movies, not just solo, that I've, you know, a lot of these previews, remember guys, a lot of these previews are shown a year in advance. So they get you all pumped and nah, I'm all set with that. And, you know, I'm not going to stay home and illegally download a movie. And I'm not going to stay home and watch a movie in, in, in crappy quality on, on a fire stick or an illegal download. I'm, I'm not doing that. That's, that's not me. I'm not, you know, there's nothing like the theater experience. I love the theater experience. It, it means the world to me. It's, I, I, it's better than any, not, not that I've done a lot of drugs or whatever, but it's better than any drug, any high, any, you know, drink, anything. You know, to me, I'm just passionate about movies. I love them. You know, I don't have to worry about when I throw on The Walking Dead, somebody being an idiot, right? It's just my two beautiful dogs, my, my beautiful girlfriend. We're enjoying The Walking Dead or Fear the Walking Dead or Ray Donovan. But it's like when you go out, you risk having somebody else ruin your passion. And just whether you could substitute whatever your passion is with movie, and no one has the right to ruin that. And it's just, it's really a disturbing thing to me. It's something that needs to be addressed. And well, I'm not going to go over and, and start a confrontation, whether it's somebody my age or a, a mother of, you know, or whatever, it was a birthday party or whatever. Or, you know, there's, I shouldn't have to put myself in a situation where, there's an altercation, not because I'm scared of the altercation, but now if that happens, I'm, I, you know, the blood's boiling. It's going to take me a long time to calm down. You know, I'm not going to enjoy the movie that I've been waiting so long to watch, you know, and I'm sorry to keep going on and on and on about this, but it's like if you're golfing and you have some idiot blowing an air horn on every single hole, like it's amazing how much people don't know the right thing, how they think paying admission gives them permission to act like that. I shouldn't be in a position to have to go get the manager. 
they have to be taught. Grown people, grown-ass people have to be taught the right thing. Yeah, it's not okay to talk during the movie. It's not okay. Like, and, and, and believe it or not, when you hear, when you go to, when those of you that love movies like I do, when you go to the cinema and you hear that loud, it's like, it's, it's super loud now. That's not because they're looking so much for quality sound. It's because idiots don't know how to shut up. And that's why a, a large part of the cinematic experience includes an, a, 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 an increased sound level, a decibel level. So it drowns out the sound. And I also want to add talking during the previews. Also. Not okay at all. Thank God it got better because I was so moved by Solo. I was so, you know, this is a movie that had a tough start. This is a movie that had to fire the first two directors, Kathleen Kennedy, who is king of or queen of Star Wars, excuse me, is you know she calls the shots. Didn't let, wasn't happy for a variety of reasons. These guys would lock themselves in, and long story short, she hires Ron Howard to go in. He reshoots 85 to 90 percent of the movie and you know with ron howard no matter what you do you're going to get a quality product right i view my podcast as like the ron howard right there's days where i feel like my podcast could be nominated for an academy award which ron howard has won there's days where you know i feel maybe not so much but i feel like even on the worst day i'm delivering something quality and I feel like there's other podcasts that are closer and what I try to stay away from being like Michael Bay, right? You, you look at the the flashiness of the advertising and the flashiness of, you know, the fraudulence of of paying for, you know, uh, people to listen to this show and paying for listeners and, you know, paying for guest finder services, all that other just just bullshit. And, you know, Michael Bay, that's Michael Bay, right? You know, if you, some people, some podcasts, you know, many of these podcasts have hundreds and thousands of listeners. It's, you know, it's got flashy content. The social game is on point. You know, the internet game, their Twitter game is on point. The Instagram is on point. All of it looks fantastic. But when you finally listen to the final product, it's complete bullshit. It's, it's rubbish. It's awful, right? And that's a Michael Bay movie. It's a lot of sound. It's a lot of visuals, and it's a it's visually a. And when you walk out of the movie, you were like, "That's horseshit." Like, there's nothing that resembles quality that I just saw. Michael Bay movies have no writing. The plot sucks. The final product sucks. The part that should matter is awful. And my point is that Ron Howard always delivers. And I felt like comparing it to my podcast because I believe I'm in the same boat. But this movie solo had me in tears from start to finish. Alden, um, and I hope I, I always mispronounce his name, Ernreich and Donald Glover are so goddamn good as Solo and Lando. It's it's unbelievable. Like I don't. It's not like this could have been so bad and turned into such a car accident. And it's like forget they had the challenge of not only taking one iconic character and representing him. But two, you know, you have Lando and Han Solo and trying to take those characters and make them their own. And my God, five minutes in the movie, and I legitimately believe in my heart, I'm watching a young Han Solo. I keep saying Han, it's Han. I keep watching a young Han Solo and a young Lando Calrissian and these two actors, you know, Glover and, and, and 
Ehrenreich are absolutely phenomenal. Point blank. There's there's no other word for it. And I, I just, there's something about Star Wars, you know, and the fans have turned against each other, and I don't know why, and I don't, honestly, I don't care. I just hope Disney keeps cranking out these movies that I love. Um, I love Last Jedi. I had a lot of problems with it, but I loved it. I don't agree with a lot of it, but I loved it. I loved Solo. I agreed with all of it. It's It was beautiful. It's in my top four Star Wars movies. I'm easily putting in the top four. You know, you could take um, A New Hope, Jedi, Empire Strikes Back, and throw in Solo somewhere in there. And I, I love all four of those. I mean, I loved all of these movies. But holy cow. I mean, I, I like tears are pouring. My, my girlfriend's looking over once in a while and like, just like staring like, like, what is wrong with you? It's just the nostalgic piece and that these guys were able to transform themselves into these younger versions of iconic characters that I'm completely in love with. That I'm completely in love with. You see the Millennium Falcon. You see how he, uh, he, the way Solo pilots like this, this, this craft, and 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 it's so cheesy what I'm about to say. Just the rapport and how he meets Chewbacca. It's it take it. It puts its hand around your heart and doesn't let go. And even the rapport that, you know, uh, Lando has with his robot L3, or the rapport, I don't want to say rapport, to objects that aren't human, but I'm going to say it. The rapport and the relationship that the Millennium Falcon, that these that these guys are involved with, like this, it's more than a ship. It's more than a ship. It's... It's an iconic piece of history, and it's almost like that's the way they treat it without saying it. It's I don't know how to explain it, but the, but but just cutting it and making it very simple without giving spoilers. Chewbacca, Lando, uh, Solo, Amelia uh, Clark Clark was phenomenal too. So as was Woody Harrelson. I'm sorry if I left them out, but the rapport they have and. The ship, the ship, I don't know. It's just, I don't know what to compare it to. Like, it's just so beautiful. And these guys, you know, um, Alden as Solo and, and Donald you know, Glover as Lando. Man, Donald Glover is so freaking cool as Lando. It's He's so slick. He is so great. I'm like, this is a young Lando. There's... He's not acting like Billy D. Williams. It's the way you would see Lando, you know, 30 or 40 years younger. Same thing with, with Han Solo. And I'm telling you, these two won me over. Their performances should be recognized by the Academy, minimally the Golden Globes. Um, and there's a lot of things along the way. Little, I don't like the term Easter egg. There's little things along the way, though, that... You, you see and just touch a place in your heart. And the movie itself is like, if you're just looking for an action packed sci-fi movie, this is for you too. Like there's so many awesome ways. And then when I go to Flickster or Rotten Tomatoes and I see that 60% of the audience liked it, which is the bare minimum before it gets to be a, a, a rotten review, a quote unquote rotten review. This is clearly people are, are, are purposely sabotage, sabotaging this movie with bad reviews. 
Um, I loved it. You know, and there's, there's a lot of hate where, you know, oh, it didn't make this amount of money. I don't care. I just, Ron Howard told a story and I'm completely in love with it. That's period. I don't want to hear money. I don't want to hear any of the other stuff. I don't want to hear, you know, why you were pissed about The Last Jedi. I don't want to hear that there's too many movies coming out at once. I'll watch a Star Wars movie over anything Tyler Perry, Rob Zombie, any of the Avengers, any of the DC Comics movies. To be honest with you, I went to go see the Avengers movie, Infinity War. I fell asleep. I mean, sorry. Like, it was a good movie. And I'm going to say something that's going to give this away. So just if you have to, you can pause, you know, for three or four seconds. Um, I'll, I'll give you one, two, three. You know, half the characters disappear in the movie. But they're all coming back. You know, half of them have movies that they're have dates set. So whatever character is gone or died, you know, is coming back. So I just... It was cheap. There was some great performances. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a it's a very very good movie. It's it's a BB plus. But people talking about this movie like it's the you know the greatest thing. Just stop, please stop it. Um, certainly is not for me. It wasn't. Um, I, I loved Thor. Um, loved Captain America. Loved some other great performances. But you know, um, obviously Guardians of the Galaxy, my favorite of the bunch. But you know, there's just I I didn't find it as great as other people did. I did love Deadpool too, by the way. I, and I'm, that's something I'm gonna talk about in a second. That I'm really, I'm really starting to come around on Ryan Reynolds, and I'm really starting to come around on Deadpool. Um, I just think it's a whole hell of a lot of fun, and you know, uh, I'm gonna get to that in a moment. But just to talk about Star Wars, you know, it's John Williams' last score uh, for a Star Wars movie. You know, Ron Howard took this movie over in 2017 in June. I want to say, and if I'm off, I'm not off by much. And reshot it so well. I mean, you can't even tell that there was an issue with directors. You can't tell. It's such an amazing story. And, you know, just for FYI, it did have the same release as A New Hope in 1977. Um, first movie with no C-3PO, no R2, no lightsabers. And, you know, there's a lot of a lot of those interesting facts along the way. And uh, uh, great writing by uh Lawrence Cassadian. Oh my god. Uh he's been with Lucas for a while. He's done I believe the Indiana Jones movies. Um yeah, great great movie. I can't even begin to tell you. I don't want to ruin it. Um there so like in Star Wars, every Star Wars movie there is a reveal. There's a surprising turn. You know, after Vader being Luke's father and Leia and Luke being brother and sister, I thought this was in that. I thought this would have been third. The reveal in this movie is third. The reveal in Solo is third. So I was so happy, and you know, even with the people trying to ruin the movie next to me, um, I loved it. I saw through it. A um, lot of tears. <laughs> There's a, a great scene at the. I'll, I'll leave this to you. There's a great scene at the end. Um, that. <laughs> That capsulates what what is so great about Star Wars, what is so great about Solo, and it's just for me, uh, just it was it was already a home run at that point. Uh, that that might have turned it into a grand slam for me. I, I completely in love with this movie, completely. And I'm not just you know I get nothing for saying this. I I don't you know there's no I don't obviously get paid to do this. Um, you're going to love it. If you're a Star Wars fan and you don't appreciate this movie, something's 
something's wrong, but um, I just, for the last time, and I, and I know I've been repetitive today for a lot of reasons, but um, I don't know. I look at IMDb, it's got a 7.1, and I look at the performance that Alden um, Ehrenreich and Donald Glover gave, and I, I can't even be begin to tell you how cool these two are, how phenomenally talented they are, but that's not the trick here. So, right, many actors can do those two things. The thing I mentioned that they did was they got into iconic roles and played by other people and were just so amazing. Like, they didn't try, like, you, you'll never, you will live the rest of your lives and, and maybe never see that again, where somebody kind of takes that role. And I'm not talking like, so there's like a lot of people that have played Superman. There's a lot of people that have played Batman. I'm not saying that. That's not what's happening here, right? You might have actors that have tried to play Christopher Reeve, but that's not what I'm saying is going on here. I'm saying that if I was to see, if I was, if I was, uh, okay, so if I was a 12 or a 13 year old kid, right, and I saw Solo, and I saw the way Donald Glover and Alden um, Ehrenreich were on stage as Solo and Lando. And on, on, it's not on stage on on the on the screen, and then I went to go watch Empire Strikes Back. I'd be totally convinced that those were the two younger versions of the characters I'm watching in Empire Strikes Back that came out in 1983. That's how goddamn amazing they are, and I, I cannot begin to tell you how impressed and how in love I am with with this movie, with these actors, nonstop awesome. Give me more Star Wars. Give me more. Whenever Kathleen Kennedy, and by the way, if I, I was a little off on her for a while, I'm on her bandwagon. I, I am leading the, the Kathleen Kennedy fan club, and, and I'm so proud of what she's done. You know, she saw a movie that she wasn't happy with, and she said, This is bullshit. Threw the two directors out that she wasn't thrilled with, brings in Ron Howard. Ron Howard takes uh, a movie that is on shaky ground, turns it in, I don't want to say a masterpiece, but uh, it's pretty damn good. And my God, I love it. And I, if I read one more negative comment about Star Wars or the Star Wars universe, I'm going to destroy my computers. I'm just, I'm done listening to people not knowing what they say. It's okay to have a disagreement with people. It's okay to not agree on something. But just to throw shotgun blasts of, this sucks. You know, Star Wars sucks. Walking Dead sucks. Like, you can't even approach somebody like that. You can't even have that debate. It's, it's going to be a lose-lose for you. You know, so but as I mentioned, I um, I talked about um, Deadpool. Too. I wasn't high in the first Deadpool. I was like, eh. And if you go back a ways, you probably see that. I am in. I am in with, with Ryan Reynolds. I think Ryan Reynolds is an, an enormous heart. I, he granted, you know, Ryan Reynolds. I'm not. He, he probably has a lot of range, but Deadpool. There was no no other actor can play Deadpool like Ryan Reynolds. Like if you had any other actor, it wouldn't work. It just wouldn't work. For me, Christian Bale and Batman are the same way, but that's a story for another day. So, yeah, I am so far... I am so far into Deadpool. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, again, not a huge, huge fan of the Avengers movie. I'd, I'd put Deadpool at an A-. I'd put the Avengers at a B, maybe B+. Plus, um, only because, you know, when you watch The Walking Dead, when somebody dies, and I keep going back to The Walking Dead, good thing I created a separate podcast... When I watch The Walking Dead, um, when a character's gone, a character's gone. Like, they're not coming back. You know, half the Marvel Universe disappears, and literally, 
I want to say 85% currently have movies in production or a production date. I mean, come on, stop it. Uh, you know, give me a break. Um, so we talked about the podcast, the future. There's tons of, um, you know, surprises in Solo, and I wish I could talk about them, but I don't want to ruin the movie for you. Please see it when you can. I think you'll love it. Um, there's a lot of current events in the news that involve actors, um, whether it's tweets or misconduct. Uh, my podcast is not a forum for that kind of thing. I don't, I don't want to touch it. Um, obviously, it's deplorable. It's disgusting. It's awful. Um, nothing that, you know, if anybody spent any amount of time on Twitter today, um, the, the majority has it right. It's just disgusting. And, um, yeah, I'm not going to touch that, not because I'm scared, um, I just, my, my, my podcast is about, you know, just keeping it about the, the, the content, the, the movie, the, the, the actors, performances, that's, and, and I'm just really bummed out, um, about what's happening, um, about some, some people's actions. So I'll leave that there. Um, we talked about Netflix, Deadpool 2, so psyched for Sicario 2. The first one is amazing. I believe if you want, it's available on... Is it Prime or Amazon? I think it's Prime. Uh, please see Sicario. Benicio Del Toro and, and the Breaking Down show we had earlier was my number one underrated actor of all time. Uh, he certainly is. He's, he's a badass in every way. Uh, by the way, he's been in a bunch of Star Wars movies now. He's he's in uh, Guardians. He's in all these great shows and movies. Uh, Jurassic Park looks so good. <clears throat> There's a great movie coming out. Um it didn't get a great reaction with the preview with the crowd we were at, but it looks so hilarious. It's about it's about, it's about these four guys, childhood friends. It's Jeremy Renner, John Hamm, uh, Jake Johnson, Isla Fisher, who's married to uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, um, Annabella Wallace, Leslie Bibb, Ed Helms, Hannibal Burris, and Rashida Jones. And this movie is about a 23-year game of tag, right? So <laughs> it doesn't matter where it is, apparently. It's a whole game of tag. And the, and the real kicker here is that it's a true story. Like, of all the summer blockbusters I've talked about and, and, and that I bring up quickly before I uh, end the podcast, this one has me interested in a really kind of sneaky way because I think it's going to be really funny. I think this is a movie like Hangover that's going to catch people by surprise. And when they find out that it's a true story, I think people are going to laugh their asses off. I think this has got hit written all over it. Um, Ocean's 8, eh, doesn't look very good to me. Uh, I'm not a big fan of those, you know, movies where there's, you know, 400 cast members. and eh, not. Uh, Logan Lucky was like that, but one of the very few that makes it work in, in, in an awesome way. Um, there is one movie coming out. It's called Heredity. And early reviews have this movie at scarier than The Exorcist. And I'm going to leave it alone because there's a lot to it. But this movie called Heredity is supposedly one of the scariest movers to, movies to ever, and I mean ever, come out. So that's coming out this summer. Incredibles 2, definitely going to watch that. Um, Ant-Man and Wasp are coming out. I'm psyched to see that. Mission Impossible, in which apparently Tom Cruise has done every stunt on the planet. I mean, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that sarcastically. Like, Tom Cruise has beat himself up. He broke his ankle. He he really put himself through the ringer for this. I'm psyched to see that. So there's so many movies that are 
just coming out, and, I, and I'm very proud of. And, and finally, I want to say that you know one of my guests, and I want to say it was in episode 30 or 31, uh, was a man named Ron Stallworth. And Ron Stallworth's life story is being turned into a movie that has Adam Driver, Denzel Washington's son, uh, David Washington, I believe. Um, great cast. And supposedly this movie got a 10 to 15 minute standing ovation at the Cannes Film Festival. So, yeah, Ron um, Stallworth was on the show. He's, he's who the, the, the movie is based on. The movie is called Black Klansman. Um, and people are early talk is that this movie's got awards written all over it, um, Academy um, awards written all over it. So um, again, Ron Stallworth was a guest on the Monday Morning Critic. Where I was proud to have him on early on. And again, it goes to my philosophy. If I said it once, I said it a thousand times. I get meaningful guests that mean the world to me. I reach out to them. No one's ever kind of, you know referred me a guest or I had to pay them to get me a guest. These people mean the world to me. When I read about Ron's story, I was blown away. And I said, you know what? I read Ron's book. I'm getting him on the show. And Ron was nice enough to agree. Um, there's some potential for him to come back. But he is, in his own words, we talked for a little bit today, his reality has changed. Um, he's got a lot going on. But you know, you're going to love the Monday Morning Critic in the next few weeks. Um, especially over the summer, I've got, you know, a, a solid 30 people that either have agreed, confirmed, planned, expressed interest. And I'm sorry to make you wait so long. Usually I don't pe make people wait this long before releasing episodes. It's absolutely, it was a matter of, I have been my own producer and I put the host part of me aside and I just went crazy with just, you know, going out and getting the best quality for the people that take time to listen to my podcast. So that's kind of the, why it's taken so long between episodes. This was supposed to kind of drop a few days ago. I appreciate your your patience, certainly. Um, but other than that, um, I, this has been a great episode. I've got kind of animated a little bit, but uh, my heart's always in the right place. I want to thank you for, for, for listening to my podcast. For those of you that keep coming back, um, if you love what I have to say, thank you. If you are still listening and laughing at me, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading the podcast. I put my heart into this thing, and I will continue to do so. And you know, finally, I'm, I'm don't forget about the. If you're a big fan of The Walking Dead or Fear the Walking Dead, please give um, the All Life Is Precious podcast a chance. You're gonna love the format, and you're gonna love what I have planned for that as well. So there's a lot going on. I'm, I'm working on a website. For the show, for for you know both shows, it's going to be one website for both uh, podcasts. A lot going on with my guests here. A lot of content coming at you. A lot of surprises around the corner, and it's really the future is bright. And you know, I've been working with a few people um, to promote this. And I, like I said, I want to be careful what I say here because people tend to rip rip off what I say with promoting the podcast the way I want it. Um, this is my vision, my podcast. This is the way I want to do things. Um, and I'm talking to two people right now that are well-known in the marketing industry, uh, especially as it ap applies to podcasts. And we are working with each other to really get the Monday Morning Critic brand and, and, and what I'm talking about and the guests, the super guests that I have and the pattern and everything else out there, you know, 
I, I, I don't want to do the podcast game as usual. And I'm not talking about one particular podcast. You know, the, the podcast formula is retweeting, it's Twitter, it's, you know, that's old and stale. People, you know, people aren't really listening. It's not, it's, 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 a, it's an old washed up formula. You know, it's, it's VCR technology. You know, if you're looking to get some numbers and to look impressive, that's the formula for you. But just talking with friends I have in the podcasting industry, um, it's about getting your name out there. It's about developing something new. It's about putting your personal touch on this. It's not about cutting a check for 20 for a guest finding service, cutting another 20 for a service that retweets your podcast so people can you know listen and so, so, so another 20 to to get followers. It's that's the that's that's. That's VCR. That's if you're operating under that system, you're gone. You're like you have no chance. Um, I'm convinced when my name, when this podcast gets out there and people listen, and I know because I keep getting guests that are agreeing to come on. After they say to me, "Let me listen to a few shows." My guests listen. They say, "When can I come on?" So they love what they're hearing. So I know what I'm doing works. Right. This is not the guest finding service. This is not the old played out formula. That's VCR technology. Right. That's not what I'm about. I want to sell the brand that I'm proud of. I want to sell the brand that I've been busting my ass for two years to get this going. And, you know, the funny thing is when you apply to go to a Comic-Con, people will listen and they'll say, wow, this is great. And, you know, I've gone through a couple last year. Can't wait to go to the ones I'm going to this year. But they also look at follows and they're starting to pick up on this. It's funny that and I'm not going to mention names or what, what's, what service or anything. They said that we used to have, we used to check numbers of, of downloads and because people can manipulate and play those numbers. Now, the, the people that are running the podcast, not the podcast, the Comic-Con conventions are catching on to those gimmicky ways of inflating your totals and they're turning those people down. They're listening to the content. And thank you to those people. Thank God I had an hour and 10-minute conversation, I want to say la- late last week with somebody who promotes a very big con on the west coast and they were we, we had this great conversation and i have a that's one of my surprises but I'll, I'll leave that for another day that they're catching on to this you know this insincere way of promoting garbage and i'm glad people are catching on that's all i've ever asked for and i'm not saying i'm the the king of podcasting or this great you know podcaster what i am saying is i believe my product is unique my product's my product is one that is genuine, authentic, and I believe it's entertaining in a lot for in a lot of ways. And I hope you find it to be the same thing. Thanks for listening to me ramble and drone. It's been a while since we talked. I want to say it's been almost two weeks. Um, my name is Derek Thomas. Thank you for turning into the Monday Morning Critic. We'll talk soon. I've been running scams on the street since I was 10. I was kicked out of the flight academy for having a mind of my own. I'm going to be a pilot. Best in the galaxy. Hey, kid. I'm putting together a crew. You in? That's yes.
I might be the only person. Who knows? What you really are. What's that? Get ready. Thought we were in trouble there for a second, but it's fine. We're fine. Oh, no! 